This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. That was Boys Like You by the amazing Dodie. Brand new music there. Here on the show we do play exclusively music from LGBT plus artists and I'm very lucky, very fortunate in fact today because I am joined in the studio by the stunning, the gorgeous Lucy and the Mayor. Hello. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? Wonderful. It's really, really great to have you here. And I know it's quite an exciting time for you right now because yesterday um, you released a brand new track. Yes, um, I did. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, the new single is called Discover and it's a very happy, positive upbeat song, which has been a lot of fun to play, kind of running around London in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we definitely need a bit of like upbeat and happiness right now. It's very, it's very grey and dreary. So it is. You're bringing sunshine I to our world. I love it I love it. You do? I do. So you are from LA. I am. Um, and I know like a lot of your music and your work is really kind of community focused. Um, and I think that's really, really important. And I know that you even like you raise money off the back of your uh, performances and your music and stuff. Do you want to tell me a little bit about like why you care so much about like the LGBT plus community? Absolutely. Um, of course, it starts with, you know, self-identified bisexual activists, as well as being a part of our bigger community in Los Angeles. Uh, something I realized early on was that shows are a lot more fun when you give them a little more meaning than just the music. Music is incredible and it brings people together, but when you involve um, like the LA LGBT Center, when you're raising money for something bigger than yourself, it mm. really creates a really wonderful community. So that's something I started a few years ago with the Love is Gay concert that I started in LA. And we recently took it on tour. So we were raising money for local LGBT centers in every city that we performed in. Me with two other um, queer fronted bands, Polytropica and Wazi. And it was so much fun. That's just, amazing. I love it. It's real. That's uh, so so lovely to hear. And I mean, because you, you headlined that um, mm -hmm. concert, but you also helped kind of pull it together and promote it, etc. Yes. That must have been so much work. It was, <laughs> and you know, it was completely worth it. I was exhausted, <laughs> but it's amazing how many people just come out of the woodwork and say, "Oh, I see you're putting on an LGBT benefit. How can I help?" And there were artists, and there were vendors, and just people who wanted to volunteer and. It's I really great. I, th I think that's the wonderful thing about, you know, the LGBT plus community sometimes. There is that kind of, there's a, a desire and a willingness to come together. And I feel like whenever anyone says, you know what, we need help with this thing or, you know, let's all come together to do something for the greater good, then people, they do have that kind of willingness to come together. Yeah. And it's wonderful that you're kind of using your platform um, to channel that. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's I love it. it's 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 really really cool, and you know you should be so proud of everything that you're doing. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit more about your background? Because I understand that you have quite an interesting story. Something about a boat. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the boat. I tell me boats. about the boat. Uh, so the boat. So I started writing music. It wasn't. It wasn't something where I just woke up and was like, oh, I'm a musician. I'm going to be a songwriter. I was planning to become a therapist. I wanted to be a psychologist um, and help young women. Mm. And then I was going through a breakup, and it was awful, and I didn't know what I was doing. So I was staying on a sailboat 
over the summer. As you do. As you as Casually. you do. Why not? Why not? <laughs> in California. And I had found a ukulele, a beautiful baritone ukulele in my dad's garage. So I had that with me and I was just kinda learning to play it and I started writing and I just felt I felt so empowered and so much better even though I was still you know, that post breakup just like yeah. the world is ending and nothing is great and it just pulled me out of it. So you couldn't you couldn't play any instruments up until that point? I knew about five chords on a no guitar, way. which is all you need, to yeah. be very honest, <laughs> if you're writing pop or anything. That's all you need. Um, but I just, I transposed that to the ukulele. No way. I loved it. That's yeah. crazy. And how, and how long ago was that? That was five years ago. Wow, that you've come such a long way from being on a boat and picking up a ukulele <laughs> and going, you know what, I'm going to try and play to this. To be very honest, I'll be back on a boat this summer. You know, it just feels like yesterday. I love that so much. What a... What a interesting like I was gonna say origin story like you're a you're, like you're a superhero or something <laughs> well that is where the the artist name Lucien Lemaire comes from it's French for the sea and I love to involve uh, uh, nautical el- elements in there that makes mm-hmm. sense I didn't know that I'm not very good at not very good at French <laughs> not very Most good people, at languages a lot of people think Lemaire means horse I don't know why because like mare like a mare is a horse isn't it like oh a, I see it, but that's in English <laughs> we never use that yeah <laughs> yeah that would that would confuse things mm. um, you mentioned like the whole like you were training as a as a therapist um and i guess that that came from a root of wanting to like help people Mm -hmm. and do you think that having that kind of background kind of plays into how much kind of like social good stuff you're doing now definitely with um community building i think a lot of people are feeling extremely lonely and we do turn to social media quite a bit to create that community which i actually think is great it's kind of controversial but i think social media has done a lot of good yeah as much as it has done bad um but i think being able to recognize the the void that music fills for people and then also encourage that to say don't just come to a show but here talk to someone we do a lot of uh, moving parts during our show so having the audience turn to each other and awkwardly slow dance oh i love that we have little traditions and call and response and tell the person next to you the best part of yesterday things like that to really just make it a whole event and yeah. a whole time for them it's not just us you know trying to get all the attention on stage it's about building that community i love that so much so it's like a full-on experience it's yeah. not just a show you come along to take part and be a part mm-hmm. of your community i guess yes do you get people outside of the lgbt plus community coming along to your shows or is that very much yes, your fan absolutely. base absolutely Absolutely. It's a it's a mix and it's wonderful because it is a mix. And so you can talk about LGBT issues on stage and you're not just speaking to someone who's already heard everything. Yes. Um, you're talking to someone in the audience, you know, a straight white male in his 40s will show up to our show and then he'll talk to, you know, a queer 15 year old woman mm. who's struggling right now and starts a dialogue. I know that you have um, kind of, you came from like a conservative background. Or you like you grew up in like a small small town, cons- small yeah. town kind of mm-hmm. conservative vibe. Um, how has that like affected like everything that you're doing now in your music? It gives me a lot of perspective. Sure. Um, I hadn't heard the word bisexual until I left the town. Really? Yeah. And even now, there's a, you know there's a huge stigma in the states. And I was just speaking to um, someone from Bi Pride UK yesterday, who was saying it's still very much overlooked and slightly frowned upon and misunderstood yeah um yeah i would say growing up in a small town where it was mostly churches and not any representation Mm. 
has given me just a lot of gratitude for living in Los Angeles and being able to speak my opinion. I, I think um, like one of the things that comes up a lot with like buy visibility, et cetera, in general, is that, you know, there, there can be quite a bit of, I don't want to say hate, but like there's, a, there's almost like negativity that comes from within the community Absolutely. as well as outside of it. Is that is that something that you've ever experienced personally? Oh, hands down. Really? Oh. I mean, I sound shocked. Yes. But. No, I mean, speak to any bisexual about dating mm. within the LGBT community. And it's incredible how many times I've gone on a date with someone who identifies as lesbian, and the second I say I'm bisexual, they're done. They're really? over it. They don't want anything to do with me. That's utterly absurd to me. I, 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 I can't fathom that. Is it? Wh oh, it's it's a thing. It's a thing. What is their logic for doing Great that? Great question. It yeah, you're like I don't Great know. Great question. <laughs> it's almost um, you know the concept of passing. You know, yes. I can be straight whenever I want to. That kind of idea. Mm. Pretty awful. I've, I, I've heard, um, I think this is something that bisexual people, also trans people, also like asexual people, etc. Um, there's almost a stigma about them attending Pride. Mm -hmm. And I've heard different people from those groups feel like they've not been welcomed at Pride and actually had people say to them before that they're not welcome. Um, I'm very good friends with a couple where one of them is a trans guy and the other is a bisexual woman. Mm. Um, and you know they go to pride and they're they're holding hands and being open about their relationship which is a wonderful thing that's what pride's all about and that you that you know they say they get distasteful looks and people looking at them as if to say you don't belong right. here which it's i think is it, it is heartbreaking yeah. you know because this, this community is supposed to be for everyone um, and I would go as far to say, you know, even I like straight people are 100% welcome as well. Mm -hmm. And if a straight couple want to come along and celebrate Pride with us, they're also welcome to share their love and I celebrate the their love way. as well. I do too. I yeah. just love celebrating love. Yeah, that's a that's the message behind the Love is Gay. It's a Valentine's event. So it's please, Oh, I didn't know it was Valentine's. Yes, yeah, so it's please come celebrate love in every form that you celebrate it. I love that so much. That's so important to be inclusive. Yeah. Look, look at you changing the world one <laughs> positive uh, concert at a time. Well, it's, it's, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank um, you. Pleasure to be here. I want to play some of your brand new music, but I'm going to make our lovely listeners wait a little bit for that. Okay. Keep, keep, keep them on the hook. Um, so before we do that, let's have a little break and let's do a little bit of brand new Kim Petras. This is There Will Be Blood. On what we were just talking about, um, I wanted to ask you, how do you think we can make bisexual people feel a little bit more part of the community? Like what can, like what can I do? What can we all do to, I guess, try and help make things a little bit more inclusive? I know that's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's wonderful that you're asking that. And that's yeah. honestly the biggest thing you can do is be a little more curious and open to bisexuality. I think a mm. lot of people hear the word and shut it down immediately because we have misrepresentation in the media, we're always played as villains in yeah. TV and movies, we're told we're in a phase, and the assumption really is that a man who says he's bisexual is just not ready to say he's gay, and that a woman that. that's bisexual is just in a phase and she secretly loves men. Yeah. So I don't know why we're all so obsessed with men. I love men, but it's the I default is just our society it's is obsessed a, yes. with men. It revolves around men. It's, exactly. Yeah, and so I, it's I, always I, the answer must be, oh, no, no, no. They secretly just want to sleep with men. So do you think it's like almost like rooted in misogyny where that kind I of do. biphobia comes from? I do. Mm. I think the idea of a woman enjoying a woman and also being 
able to enjoy a relationship with a man separately is a little daunting. Yeah. It's just, you know, as the lesbian community has dealt with for ever, um, the idea of two women being able to satisfy each other romantically, emotionally, physically in every way is very intimidating for yeah. And it's often seen as like that is something like for men's enjoyment, like exactly. a lesbian couple. Oh, that's exactly. for like porn, etc. Whereas it's it's never accepted for yes. for, for what it mm-hmm. is. It's fetishized, and like most LGBT um, media, it's oversexualized completely. Yeah. I feel like there's this um, almost like this trope that we constantly see in TV shows and movies, etc. Is whenever we have some like a little bit of bi representation, which is great, and it's like, oh yeah, we have a bit of bisexual representation. But then I feel like one thing that always happens over and over again is that we get these almost like uh, bisexual people who like cheat on their partners and they'll be dating Ah. a guy and then they'll go off and cheat with Ah. a woman (laughs) and it's like done over and over and over and over again and it's like that is that's not a fair representation Mm -hmm. of bisexual people and in fact of all the bisexual people in my life I don't think any of them like ever have cheated on their partners or right so it's so it's so frustrating. Yeah. Um, and what's really upsetting is that if you identify as bi and you're in a relationship, a monogamous long-term relationship, sometimes the partner really does fear that you're going to cheat because you're missing out on another. They think of it as a half, as if you need yeah. you need both to be happy. And you don't. That's just, it's an attraction. You're attracted yeah. to more than one gender. Well, I, I, I know it's not the same at all. And I don't I don't mean to at all, like, diminish bisexuality by making this comparison. But, like, I can even think about, you know, sometimes I'm attracted to, like, a, a very small, effeminate guy. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'm attracted to, like, a very big, masculine guy. And mm-hmm. it's like, if I'm dating one of those, there's no, like, oh, my God, I need the other one. Absolutely. You know, and I feel right. like it's the same. Uh, but nobody judges me for that. Nobody's like, feels insecure dating me because mm-hmm. of that and i think it, it's it's really kind of the same thing it's it, it's it's yeah. bizarre it's bizarre it is um i think we should play a game now oh okay <laughs> <laughs> right. um this game is basketball. called yeah shall we should we have a round <laughs> of basketball <laughs> uh, i cannot play rugby really? like oh my it god it looks intense i don't understand the rules i just see people hurting i feel like other. i think it's like i i i'm probably wrong but i feel like american football and rugby are very similar really i, I think so i mean you're asking no me about idea. sports no I'm, I'm the last person so. you should ask um <laughs> this game is called queers throughout the years oh um now in this game i have some like inf- like very facts about like lgbt plus history etc um and together we're gonna have to try and like figure out like whether they're false or whether they're true oh okay um and we're doing like a special edition this week so we've got a few twists along the way lovely Um, (laughs) how are you with lgbt plus history do you feel like you're well studied up Uh, (laughs) there was a hesitation there you're like no (laughs) no I don't know. I, I feel like know. it's one of those things like we never, we ne- well, I certainly never got taught any kind of, like not nope. anything whatsoever Mm-mm. in schools. And then like you kind of have to take it upon yourself when you're an adult. And, you know, we're busy. We do. We, we don't we have time Netflix to crack a history book. And that's about that's it, it, honestly. That's where we get all our info. Um, okay, so let's dive right in with this. Our first one is Freddie Mercury once took Princess Diana to a gay bar in full drag. What do we think? Ooh, mm. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> that would be it. Would be cool, right? That would be epic. I feel like I already know the answer to this one, so I'm not going to help. 
Oh, what? Really? <laughs> well, I've never heard of that. Mm. I love Freddy. And you would think that, like, if, like, Princess Diana was to go to a gay bar in full drag, that would be something that would, like, literally be plastered it all would, over the newspapers. There would be a statue. There would be a statue right? somewhere. Yeah, you would hope so. Like, I, I would make one. Myself. I want to know, like, which gay bar did they go to together? <laughs> so it's she's in full drag. She's in full oh, drag. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think that happened. You know, you don't think that happened. Right. It seems very un- in- That'd be unlikely. <laughs> but I don't think so. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to force you to commit to a truth uh, or a false. What do you think? No. I'm afraid you're wrong. Oh my wrong. god, it happened? It actually happened, yes, it did. I feel like I really led you down the like <gasps> wrong path there by misleading no, you. No, not at all. Um, yeah, not they were both smuggled into the Royal Vauxhall Tavern um, by comedian Cleo Rocos back in 1988. Wow. Yeah, so like, That's and I feel beautiful. like I feel like you're absolutely right. There should be a statue. Like the RVT uh, is still there today and it's a listed building. So it can't okay. be like knocked down. It, can't, it has to remain there because it's that's a part great. of our history, which is really, really important. Because I think that's rare for LGBT mm-hmm. plus venues to have that. Definitely. But I absolutely agree with you. Why do we not have a statue of this Princess Diana happen. and Freddie Mercury outside? Let's find an artist. Let's get this commission going. Let's get it going. <laughs> I, I feel like the people of London that's would wonderful. get behind that. I love it. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Let's let's move on to our next one. So, uh, oh, this one's a question: Which LGBT plus person famously said, "I'd rather have a cup of tea than sex"? Was it Boy George, Sandy Toxvig, or Sir Ian McKellen? I don't know either. So, mm. I fit th- that to me mm. sounds very. No, I was going to say that says sounds very Boy George. It doesn't sound very. No one does it. I don't know. I mean, who doesn't like a good cup of tea? But I, love I a feel cup like of tea. it's. I think it's <laughs> Sir Ian. Do you? What What makes you think Sir Ian? I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you why. I have nothing to back this up. I have no information. You just feel it in your bones. You feel it in feel your it. feel it in I your just gut. Feel it. Um, I I will agree with you on that. I'm happy to go for Sir Ian. Okay. I could I could see him saying that. You sure? Sure. No. <laughs> I don't think you should. Yeah, no, I am. I am. Let's go with it. We are saying uh, that this was said by Sir Ian McKellen. How it was we? Boy George. Oh, oh, see, you had it. I should have gone with it. my gut. But then I, I don't know what. I was like, oh, boy George, but maybe Boy George was like. I really can't see him saying that. Yeah. Who knows? Unless it was like a lyric, like a great lyric. Possibly. Possibly. Okay, our third one. We've got a little sound clip for this one. Um, we have reversed part of a song by an LGBT plus artist, and we have to figure out who it is. So I've not heard this yet. Like, play it backwards? It's being played backwards. Um, Secret messages. I don't know how hard this is going to be. I feel like probably very... Is going to make us straight? Like, when you to it? like, how does this work? <laughs> Indoctrination. Okay, here we go. Uh, that's um, I know what that is. That's uh, Janelle Monae. Is it? No, is that Janelle Monae? Oh, it's I know the, the song. Sound like it's um, um. Oh no, no, it's not. It's the new record. It's not Janelle Monae at all. I'm talking absolute rubbish. Um, <laughs> oh, I, let's hear it again. It might. I feel no, like I knew what it be. was, and then I started doubting myself, and now I because it sounds like that little breakdown and um. She just performed it on like the VMAs or something. Maybe. Sure, can we listen to it again? <laughs> yeah, let's go again. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know the song, but now I'm like, who the hell is that by? Oh, 
and I feel like it's really obvious. But because it's backwards, it's playing with my head. Yep. <laughs> it's um, it's uh, the way you make me feel. Is that the name of the song? And I'm li- like, yeah, yeah, that's the that song. That is Dynamo Day. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really down. Now okay. we're all thrown here. No, no, you're right. Are we sure? Yeah, because it always reminds me of Prince. And when she performs what, it, she totally was, channels Prince. And she's like, Yeah, and I was about oh, to be like, not. no, wait, is that Prince? No, it's not Prince. No, no, no. It's I think it's because it's backwards. It's making me think it's Prince, but yes. it's not Prince. Okay, we, oh, we're... she's such a babe. We're tentatively saying it's Janelle Monet. <laughs> Final answer. It is Janelle, <laughs> Janelle Monet. The way you make me feel. Nailed it. Absolutely Beautiful. nailed it. We should, well we, why do we keep well doubting done. ourselves? We should just... We're insecure. We're insecure people. <laughs> it's, it's very true. Okay, our next one. Freddie Mercury once had a dental appointment that was responsible for a rock group becoming famous. Which one was it? The Sex Pistols, The Clash, or The Ramones? I'm really... How can a dental appointment make... Yeah, a, that's all the story we get. I'm really... Oh, because Freddie Mercury had, like... F- large teeth. Extra teeth. He yes. had, like six extra teeth or something in his mouth which gave him this very big mouth so maybe that's somehow tied in like maybe he met somebody in the waiting room and was like oh I like your music let me help do you want to come support our band or that'd be nice that'd be nice sweet I like that story like maybe um oh no but this is true we're not debating whether or not this is true um it's whether it was the Sex Pistols the Clash or the Ramones Okay, let's think of. Time. I think Sex Pistols, like enormous, like right. huge, huge, huge band. Like, when did they get big? I don't know. Hmm. Okay, uh, and then we have Clash. Yeah, or the Ramones. I don't know very much about the Ramones, to be honest. They're fun. <laughs> They're fun. Ah. <laughs> uh, mm. uh, I think I'm just going to have to like do a guess. So, what are you leaning sex towards? Pistols. Sex Pistols? Okay, we are saying. That's just because I'm here in London. <laughs> we're saying that it is the Sex Pistols. It is the me. Sex Pistols! Oh! Nailed it! I knew it 100%, fully um, confident. Queen were booked to appear on Tonight with Bill Grundy in December 1976, um, and they pulled out because of Freddie Mercury's first dental appointment in oh. 15 years and the Sex Pistols were brought on instead and the Beautiful. rest is history. Well oh, done. I was kind of hoping like he did bump into like one of them in the dentist waiting room. That would be super room. cute. That would have been a I better story. I like story, your story <laughs> <laughs> Very wholesome. <laughs> um, I don't know how many we've got. We've, we've got a few right, I think. We've got, I like, think we got all of them right. Oh, we've got three, two right. Two, <laughs> two right, two wrong. Okay, we've got one left. Oh so I feel like if we get this right, we've got the majority break. right. Okay. And we don't have to give up our careers. What do we win? Do we erase uh, <laughs> bisexual eraser? Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. In a survey last year, what sex position was revealed as the most popular by British people? Was it missionary, cowgirl, or doggy? Should we shout it out the window and see? <laughs> I don't know British people. Uh, I feel like... The, mo- the most common one or the what I said? Uh, most popular by British people. Like I can't imagine if, if asked, like, what's your favorite position? People would say missionary, would they? I feel like they wouldn't want to, but I feel like if it was like a written survey, I feel like yeah. if, if they were asked, they'd be like, oh, cowgirl, you know, something they want to, yeah. They want to be, everybody wants to be fun, but let's be real. Yeah. It was probably missionary, right? 
I think what we do might you be think? right. You know, I think it entirely depends how this survey was conducted. I think if in private, a lot of people might actually be like missionary. I know it's boring, but I like it. But you're right. Mm-hmm. Put on the spot. You want to be the Wait, fun what was person. The, uh, what was the other option? So missionary, missionary. cowgirl, or doggy. I feel like it could be doggy because this isn't just LGBT yeah. plus people. This is all this people. Is and I feel like there is like quite a, oh, there's like a thing about doggy, isn't there? I, I say this like I know what I'm talking about. I just feel it's very, like. It's very in. It's, it's something in you always hear like in movies, like, oh, they did it doggy style, that kind of thing. I feel like, so maybe. I maybe. also feel Should we like, go with doggy? Shall I mean, we? Yeah. I'm a fan. I don't see why not. <laughs> okay, we're going to say um, doggy is the most popular uh, sex position amongst British people. Missionary, you were uh, right. I uh, shouldn't. Oh, I'm, that, I'm was sad, right. that was I'm my sad fault. That was my fault. Thirty-one percent of Brits said that missionary was their favourite. Doggy is shortly behind. Um, cowgirl is fifteen percent, and spooning. Seven. Spooning. That's not a sex position, but I that's, love that that makes the list. That's adorable. Seven percent just like to spoon. I feel like that's me. <laughs> I like that they just included that. <laughs> oh, I'm with you. My first EP was called Little Spoon. It was indeed, which is yeah, like just the <laughs> best name for an EP it. ever. Um, I think we should have a little bit more music. Um, Sounds good. Let's do a little bit of Superpower by Adam Lambert. Obviously, um, I know that you like to put like the LGBT plus community at the heart of everything you do, um, which we've already discussed. And I think that's amazing. Um, but I also know that you like to collaborate with other LGBT plus artists. Absolutely. Um, and you have something coming up, which is a collaboration with Jessie Page. Yes. I believe. Tell me. Tell me so all excited. about that. She's so wonderful. Um, she I saw her on YouTube a few years ago. She's just incredible another you know bi visibility activist and we wanted to do something for bi visibility day which yeah. is in september uh but we did it we were really behind but we <laughs> it happens it happens but still we managed to write a song recorded and shoot the music video all within a week that is insane what like you would like crazy. let's do this and then a week later it yes. was done yes we sat down first time we met wrote out some lyrics took it to your producer done boom bam and then shot a music video that is insane that That is absolutely and i love it when people are able to like do like creative things like that so quickly it just falls together yeah yeah i'm always very i'm like really impressed with like kim petras who seems to like release a new song every week and i'm like how are you doing this like how are you doing this but you seem to also possess this superpower (laughs) working on it it. (laughs) um so the song is called not a phase yes and it's coming out on october 11th is that right um, mm-hmm. I didn't know there was a music video to come alongside it, though. Um, so what can we expect from the video itself? See, so I can't give away too much, okay, yeah. but it's hot. It's hot. Hot AF. <laughs> yeah, it's good. That is the it's best good. way to answer that question. What, what more do we need to know? It's hot. We all need to watch it when it comes out. Yes. How do you feel about, um, like... LGBT plus representation as a whole because I feel like we are getting more representation in music and I definitely feel like if we compare now to 10 years ago even 5 years ago like off the top of my head I would be able to list off a long list of LGBT plus artists which I think is incredible and there's like intersectionality amongst that as well so it's not just Mm -hmm. like white gay men we have lots of different people Mm -hmm. across the board but I still think 
there's a long way to go. I think because we've almost been deprived of representation for so long, now we have a little bit. Yeah. It feels like we're drowning mm-hmm. in it, but we're not. I feel no. like there's, there's still <laughs> so <laughs> long way to go. Not at all. It's, it's crazy because so many musicians um, throughout the years have been part of the LGBT community. It's just something that you weren't allowed to say for a very long time. Mm. And now people are starting to celebrate it. Um, but with that, you're also seeing kind of this backlash of oh, it's another bisexual ukulele player. Yeah. Cool. Pigeonhole yeah. kind of thing. Um, or artists that are being put on LGBT playlists, which isn't great, and we have this community, but then they're not being pushed to the mainstream still because now they're part of this little niche audience. Mm. Oh, you're, you're a gay singer. You go here. Um, so to be able to give representation but also expand and encourage these artists and give them not just a you know LGBT platform, but a platform in general is kind of the direction I hope it goes. Yeah, I, I think we, we still have this thing about, you know, like trying to keep artists in the closet and things like this. You know, we, we get people, apparently people within the industry telling people not to come out because it will somehow damage their career, right. um, which I find like, I find that a really interesting and strange take because, you know, I can think of like, take Troy Sivan, for, in- for instance, mm-hmm. He came out and his success only skyrocketed. And this idea that, you know, oh, no, like the teenage girl fans will no longer want to listen to his music if he comes out as gay. But like, it's not true at all. Like no. they, they became even more obsessed and yes. even more supportive. And then which he is... had all these teenage boy fans. Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. So like I find that I find that weird. And like, mm. I, I, again, this is such an enormous question that I know like, we can't really answer this. But like, how do we how do we fix this? How do we it's like a. A massive problem where we're trying to stop people from coming there's out, which fear. is fear. There's so much fear. I think it's even bigger than just identifying as LGBT. I think it's just fear of being authentic and off the beaten path. Mm. There's a very specific. You think of musician. You think someone with a guitar. Their hair is like this. They look like this. And stepping outside of that box is something that scares the music industry team because they have a product they need to deliver and they think of musicians like a business most mm. of the time. So you need to fit an image that they can control and brand and then deliver. So it's kind of a risk-taking thing as well. Um, I mean, I've, this just reminded me, I've had a writer, a writer in Los Angeles say to my publicist, oh, she's oh she's bi, that's great, it's trending right now. Oh gosh. And that the- just made me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Um, because... Also, they were, you know, saying, oh, this is great. They're really into it because they think being bisexual is very trendy right now. And that for me is like, no, let's not even get near this person. Because looking at representation as something, oh, yeah, it's cool. We can talk about it now is... Ugh. It's, it's like just, mm. your sexuality is being seen as a commodity and we can like trade in it. And when it's yes. popular, great, let's, you know, shout about it. And when it's not popular, oh, let's sweep it under the yeah, rug. Back that's, in the closet. <laughs> that's, that's horrific. Yeah. And I'm so sorry that this is, uh, but I mean, I'm sure there's wonderful things about the music oh, industry so as a whole great, as so well. There's so many great things. Yeah. Um, but it is important to talk about those little things too, just yeah. to, because it was just so surprising to me where I, I thought, oh, right, oh, right. So this is how some people see it. Yeah. Well, I I think I've kept our lovely listeners waiting long enough. Um, I want to play some of your music now. Um, So this is Discover. Um, Remind us again. Tell us a little bit about this song. Brand new. Just came out. um, Very. 
It's about exploring. And when the first time I sang it, I was like, this is so cheesy. This is ridiculous. But I was I was very depressed at the time. And the more I listened to myself play the song, I just felt better and better because it's just very genuinely, the you know, the chorus is go outside, get outside, see the world, get off your ass and just let yourself live a little, let yourself allow yourself joy. I love so, that yeah. so much. So this is Discover Lucy and Lemaire. Johnny Vegas is in the studio. This morning, I lost 20 minutes thinking, what would I do if an ostrich came in again? That's <laughs> <laughs> right. 20 minutes I'm never well, getting back. Well, what My first thing it was, I'd try and bring it down with my shoulders. <laughs> my, my upper body strength and some laces. Right, OK. Then I thought maybe I'd tie two trainers together and do a... <laughs> You know, go for the ankle. That was yeah. hurt. That was yeah. hurt. Yeah. Bring it down That's like good. an attack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I did manage to capture it, whose neighbour's garden would I let it free? <laughs> Why must I get stuck with this bloody ostrich? Okay. Every Monday. Ian Bolsworth. From 4pm. Fubar Radio. Lucy, it's time for my favourite part of the show. All right. It is time for sex confessions. So our lovely listeners have sent in some of their confessions, some of their general questions about life and dating and sex and relationships. Awesome. Um, and we're just going to react to these. So thank you so much to everyone who has sent these in. If you would like to send any in for future shows, you can do that by emailing Callum at FUBARRadio.com. And it is completely anonymous, so we won't read out your name or anything on air. Um, Lucy, would you like to read the first one for me? Yes. All right, here you we have go. such a beautiful voice, so you know, get the <laughs> I'm most of it. Practicing my radio voice. <laughs> I'll be as sexy as you. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, my best friend is really struggling with my new they/them pronouns. It's starting to bug me, but she's trying. Any advice? Ooh, this is a tricky one. Like, I think like the fact that this person's friend is trying is, I think, the most important thing. But the, f- I- I'm wondering why. Uh, they're struggling so much to kind of come because I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, I'm go, I'm going to admit that like it, it can be tricky, especially if you've known somebody for a long time, and you know they come out as non-binary and they say I'm going to use they them right. pronouns mm-hmm. now. It can be quickie, uh, quickie. It can mm-hmm. be tricky to adjust to that, um, and the same as somebody changes their name as well. Like I've accidentally dead named friends when they've you know changed mm-hmm. their name because mm-hmm. I've gotten so used to calling them one thing, yes. and it's like you almost need to reset your brain. Yeah. Um, so I do understand that that it can be quite difficult, but it's not that difficult. Um, so there might be something going on. Yeah. So I'm like, I feel like maybe I wonder if you've had it. I don't know if this person's had a, a conversation with their friend, but I feel like maybe that conversation should happen. Like, I absolutely appreciate mm-hmm. that you're trying, but you're getting it wrong a lot. And, you know, that can be causing me dysphoria. It can be causing me a lot of distress. Can absolutely. we have a conversation? Mm-hmm. Is there any way that you're able to try a little bit harder to yes. get my pronouns correctly? I've got people's pronouns yes wrong before um i think a lot of people have it's something that happens mm-hmm. Very um also i think make sure that your friend is like if they are getting it wrong that they apologize and that they just acknowledge that they're getting it wrong yes. you know because i think that's yes. important as well that goes a long way as well and plus when they recognize that they've you know made a mistake they can correct it yes something like saying it again yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's a, it, it's an it's an interesting one but I, I wish you and your friends the best of luck and i hope that you, you, you figure the situation out because it is important. It's really yeah. important. Um, okay, I'm going to read the next one. I've just started sixth form and none of my secondary school friends are here with me. 
I'm bisexual and feel like I've got to come out all over again. And they've put a sad mm. face at the end. That's really, wow. really tough, actually. Um, oh, gosh, like, I, uh, this feels like I'm rubbing it in, but I feel like it's almost like a relevant experience. Like, when I went to sixth form, I had the complete opposite experience. So I went to secondary school and was completely in the closet, uh, surrounded by people who would constantly make homophobic jokes. Uh, and then I moved on to sixth form, and, like, everyone was gay. It was weird. Like, no way. everyone was gay. Wow. In my music class, there was eight of us, and we were all gay. And it was like, what is happening here? Wow. Um, I, uh, that sounds, oh, that completely feels like I'm rubbing it in. But, I like, that transition from you know going the other way i can imagine like how heartbreaking that must feel to be like oh I've, I've come out to all these people i've gone through that journey of acceptance and now here i am in sixth form and i suddenly don't feel like i'm accepted and i've got to come out all over again yeah oh that's gotta be hard really tough really really tough and like i guess i don't know what my advice for this person would be i mean i guess I like to think that there will be people in your sixth form that will absolutely accept you for who you are as well. And although it's mm -hmm. frustrating that you have to kind of build those friendships and build that community again, that you absolutely can. Um, and also, like, you don't need to, like, drop your secondary school friends. I'm sure you can still see them out of school, outside of school, yeah. etc. And remember that you've done this before yeah. as well. It was hard the first time. Hopefully it'll be a little easier again yeah i i i really hope so yeah so i i definitely wish this person all the luck in the world and i i also want to say like um i feel like coming out is something that we kind of have to do over and over again throughout our lives obviously yeah, not to this degree <laughs> but like every time you meet someone new and the amount of times our like it tends to be like straight men i feel most uncomfortable around and, and, that, and that's on me really um but i always i always hesitate and it's like oh i'll go to say like oh i've been dating this guy or you know mm -hmm. you casually try and slip it in conversation i just this Test panic and fear gay panic yeah and it's it, it's usually fine <laughs> like they're usually completely accepting almost mm -hmm. every single time but it's that fear still it, it is there um i think it's something that maybe a lot of people outside the lgbt plus community don't realize that we have to constantly be coming out over definitely. and over again for our entire lives it never ends definitely and i will say also just from my perspective as a bisexual, something I've had to do, I'll be dating someone who identifies as a man, and I, you know, some people won't know I'm bisexual, and then I will, I'll be dating a woman, and people go, oh, oh, you're gay now. Right. And I think it's kind of a flip-flop situation. It's like, no, I'm always bisexual. I hate that people are so you're <laughs> gay now. Like, your your sexuality isn't dependent on who you are currently dating. Yeah. Or but, you're straight again. I uh, see, oh, it was a phase? It was a phase. For God's uh. sake. I mean, I'm laughing, but that's actually, like, a massive issue oh, it's and annoying. it's so annoying um would you like to read the next one for me lucy someone i just met already tells me uh a day after that they're falling in love with me i don't know what to say back Ooh, mm. i i assume that this is somebody i just met as in like a dating scenario Right? Or, or just a friend? It I think sounds, either yeah. way, the fact that you've met them and the next day that they're saying they're falling in love with you, that that is quite intense. That's a little flag. That's, that, that's, that's a worry. But also, like, I feel like this is the kind of thing that I would have done when I was, like, 16 and still figuring myself out. Like, mm -hmm. if, like, anyone showed me any sign of attention, I would have, like, latched onto them being like, oh, my God, I'm in love with you. Like, I, I, was, I was a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We're all crazy. Um, so, you know, like... Hmm. It's difficult. Obviously, like you uh, look out for yourself. 
is the bottom line. I think yeah. we're so inclined to like constantly be worrying about other people and you know protecting their feelings, and of course that's mm -hmm. important. But you also need to protect yourself. So if boundaries. that if that is a little bit much, yes, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> set some boundaries. Um, and if you like this person as well, I'm not sure if you do or not. I couldn't quite ascertain that from from what you've written. But if you do like them, I would say don't let don't like write them off because of it. But maybe mm -hmm. just again boundaries. Yes. Set them now, um, and hopefully it won't get out of control. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. Okay, we have one more. Um, oh gosh, this is this is quite a heavy one. Um, I was sexually assaulted at age eighteen, and although I know it's good to talk, I hardly speak about it. Is that okay? Um, I think mm. of I think obviously it's whatever you feel comfortable with um if you don't want to talk about it then i think there's you have absolutely no obligation to talk about it i know that if it was me that i certainly wouldn't be i would only talk about that with my closest closest mm -hmm. people in my life maybe close family members best friends kind of thing um yeah so absolutely i would say absolutely don't feel pressured to speak about it if you do feel like you're bottling it up though and it is something that you're not speaking about but you're aware that you feel like you need to in order to kind of heal um then maybe some professional help could help with that because you know uh somebody who's trained somebody who's qualified might be able to guide you through the process of opening up about it of coming to terms with what, what happened etc um but yeah and also i want to say because this is such a big and heavy one uh, neither well I was going to say neither me or Lucy are trained I know you did do a <laughs> bit of but I think um, I think it's yeah. fair to say that neither of us are trained so neither of us can properly answer this question and you might mm -hmm. want to speak to a professional about this one and I would say just being aware that if it's alright not to speak about it if, if you know that you, you can and you know that there is someone who will listen and someone who will talk with you when you do choose or when you do want to express how are you feeling about that yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we can probably squeeze one more in, Lucy. Um, do you want to do this last one? Mm -hmm. um, oh, this one seems quite topical, actually. Okay. My best friend is gay, and I'm a guy and recently came out as bisexual. My best friend thinks I can't make up my mind and is oh, trying God. to make me be fully gay like him. How do I get through to him that I'm absolutely bisexual? Well, I feel like, I feel like this ah. is the running theme ah. of the conversations we've had <laughs> we on the show you. this evening. Uh, gosh, Daddy, that is that is so very frustrating. Um, mm. How do how do you get through to him? That do you have any advice on this, Lucy? Have you had people in your life that have just refused to accept? Oh, it's I still have people in my life that think, oh, are you you know straight or gay now? I think the most important thing in this situation would just be explaining to your friend, hey, you're you're overlooking my identity. Yeah, me as a person, I identify as bisexual. You identify gay. It's great. We're both our own person. We can enjoy checking out guys together. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, I need to rec you need to recognize this within me. That's so frustrating. Yeah. Really hard. I would also go as far to say as, you know, the fact that your friend is like trying to force you to be gay. You're they're trying to force you to be like them. Like I think that maybe shows a little bit of insecurity on their part. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so there might be something going on there as well if they're like trying to just make you a carbon copy of them when you're your own yes. person with your own identity and like they need they need to accept it. I mean, it shouldn't you shouldn't have to have a conversation. Like I wish we lived in a world where you could just say, "Look, dude i'm bisexual that's mm -hmm. the way i am like accept it and they would accept it but it sounds like there's a little bit of difficulty there yes. um maybe he's just really excited to have a new gay best maybe friend. yeah 
it probably comes it probably does come from a place of love mm-hmm. but it's a it's very frustrating it's a frustrating Definitely. place of love um but i i hope you can figure it out i think always communication 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 yes it's the it's the solution always. to most i was gonna say all life's problems most of life's <laughs> problems not all of them it won't it won't Just it won't <laughs> um lucy we have come right up to the end of the show now um but i want people to follow you on your journey i want them to support your music i want them to do everything to support you because you're incredible um what is the best way people can do that stream your music buy your music follow you on socials yes the new song is on spotify with another single on the way plus a full ep this month and please follow me um send me dms i love to chat i'm always in a train or on a bus somewhere so i do always respond to dms um, Lucy and La Mer this is my artist name. La Mer means the sea. It does not mean a horse, as we discussed <laughs> And yes, I can't wait to meet you. And your new song, Remind Us, what it's called? Discover. Discover. And you've got Not A Phase with Jesse Page coming out in just a couple of weeks as well. Well, Lucy, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And I'm going to play you, you so out much. with some of my favorites. This is Tegan and Sarah. You go away and I don't mind. See you later. You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.